everybody. This is episode two of Tinder Winners. Got Caitlin here. And Zach's here too. And welcome to the podcast. So as we plan on starting every episode, we are going to start with the bottle of wine for today, which happens to be Costco Kirkland brand Prosecco. Funny thing is it's actually a really good wine. It's a uh, DOCG wine, which Dr. Google says is very fancy. It is $6.99 for a bottle. Yes, $7 for a bottle of pretty good. Pretty, really good, right, Kate? Yeah, really good. It's Italian, right? Yeah, it's an Italian wine. It's called Kirkland, a solo Prosecco. We discussed it on last uh, last week's podcast, too. That's what we, this is actually one of our leftovers from from the wedding day. Yeah, Kate bought a case from Costco. Now I'm assuming that case was like 15 bucks, but for $7, we're going to enjoy. So cheers, Kate. Cheers. Yeah, what do you think? So good. I think it's great. It's not sweet because I don't like sweet wines. It's a little, um, it's got some acidity to it, which I like, and sharp flavors. I agree. I it's it uh, goes with everything. It's nice and cold too. We refrigerated it for a couple days beforehand. Mm-hmm. We're also using our fancy champagne flutes from uh, our wedding. This was a gift from one of my doctors. Shout out to Maria. And so, thank you, Doctor Maria. Yeah. <laughs> Still so pretty, so we figure why not use them when we can, right? Yep. And uh, speaking of a gift from someone, we decided we're going to use this thing my mother-in-law got me. It is a Do You Know Your Bride quiz. So, Kate, please select number 1 through 100. Oh, um, 44. She's picking number 44. So this is like a little booklet of questions. That question is... Can she tell the difference between Coke and Pepsi blindfolded? So I'm going to answer this question, and Kate's going to tell me if I'm right or wrong. I'm going to say the answer is no, because aside from our wedding day where Kate was passing out and had Coke to stay alive, she hadn't had Coke or Pepsi for a very long time from that. So in her mind, it's probably all just sugar and water. You probably honestly when yeah when I had I would say back in the day I'd probably be able to tell a difference but since the last time I had soda it was probably you know my freshman year of high school um I don't really think so because when I did have it the wedding day I took a sip of it and they're like so how does that taste you know I was like honestly it tastes pretty terrible yeah, I mean, <laughs> it was I not have... good so I don't think I'd be able to tell the difference at this point I, I thrived in college off of ginger ale oh yes and uh me and my brother call it the elixir of life to this day still really really enjoy ginger ale but coke is like rough i've used to to clean products in college yeah because the acidity (laughs) i know it's great so we've upgraded to prosecco (laughs) yeah so as we mentioned at the end of last episode we were going to discuss uh bachelor parties I recently came back from one this weekend, and it was a uh, a rough weekend. In, in a good way. In a fun way. Very yeah, fun, a way. fun way. But uh, I guess, uh, really, what we're going to discuss, Kate had some questions in mind. Why don't you start off? Yeah, yeah, sure. So, basically, you know, Zach's already had his bachelor party, obviously, and now he's still attending some for some friends. And I know there are people out there that, maybe girls, girlfriends, fiancés, and they wonder, 
what are they doing at the bachelor parties? Should I be worried? Are there strippers? Are they doing hard drugs? Are they meeting up with other girls? Like, how does this work? And so we're kind of going to go through that today and we'll get in a, you know, perspective from a guy who's gone through it and who has friends that do obviously different things than him. And we'll just kind of give you guys a little taste of what that's like. So I guess one of the main questions would be, um, what are there strippers? Are there normally strippers at the bachelor parties? Let me start with, no, let me answer that question to, to, (laughs) to get ahead of any of the suspense. Not always. No. Uh, let me start with like my bachelor party. It it was uh, hosted by my best man and two of my really good friends, and my brother. My brother my is my best man and two oh, of my yeah. really good friends. Uh, and they asked what I wanted to do, and obviously because of COVID, also it was a little more restrictions. But I kind of just wanted to go deep into the woods and like hang out with the guys. And they found a really cool Airbnb in the woods, and that's what we did. We just went to the woods group of 15, 20 guys-ish, and we just kind of, like, hung out, drank beers, and chilled. It was a really good time. So, there doesn't always have to be strippers. I've actually seen a trend amongst friends and hearing from friends who also went to bachelor parties, where I think that's, like, going away, the strippers at bachelor parties kind of thing. That's good to hear. I've heard of, like, uh, people going to, like, Vegas for bachelor parties even. And even then, I haven't heard of the entire group of guys going to a strip club. I, a friend recently was at a bachelor party in Vegas, and three of like the 12 of them went to a strip club, and that was the very last day because they were like, well, I guess we're in Vegas. We should go. They were there for like an hour or so and then left. So I just think it's like not a popular thing with like our generation and even a little older. That's really good to hear. I'm sure a lot of ladies out there are happy about that. Um, okay, so typically no strippers is great. What's funny is I work with like a bunch of older guys and ladies and just a bunch of older people. And when they heard bachelor party or like I had a stag, which is different than a bachelor party, but it's more family friendly. Uh, they all got like a squinch in their eye and they're like, oh, a bachelor party. So there must have been some real debaucherous stuff that used to go down like in a gross way. <laughs> so, like, I don't even know what they used to do and why they even used to like it because that just seems wildly uncomfortable to me. Yeah, I would, I mean, I would hope that most of the men getting married aren't thinking, oh, this is my last free night and it's more of a, let's have a really good time hanging out with my buddies instead of, you know, there goes my freedom out the door. Let's do whatever we can tonight before I put a ring on my finger. So, I guess that's another question. Um, Obviously not you, but do you know of anyone or have you heard of stories where either the groom or the groomsmen or people at the bachelor party have hooked up with other people while they're there? Like, that's always a worry for people, right? Uh, I share that concern on the bridal uh, bachelorette party side as well, because I've heard of bachelor and bachelorette parties, like going to a destination, say Vegas again that seems to be one of the popular spots and obviously at that night there's probably at any given time dozens of each bachelor and bachelorette parties so i've heard stories of like overlapping hanging out and then 
Meaning the two parties getting together? The two parties, all, all women, all men getting together, and then, you know, some, some things occurring. I've only heard those stories, though, as, like, a friend of a friend who went. So I'm, I'm really hoping they're, like, not true, because that can be pretty depressing. But uh, <laughs> Unless it's, you know, not the not the groom, and hopefully the, it's a single groomsman or something. Yeah, I mean, at that point, cool. And not I the bride. Too, yeah, oh right? my God, imagine. <laughs> I've actually heard a story once about a bride hooking up with a random person at the bridal uh in another bachelor party and i was like wow that is a uh, oh boy that's something Cause, i mean even vice versa if the groom's like that's dark too yeah you don't normally worry about the bride doing anything at the bachelorette parties but i guess that, that is the thing that happens too i don't know i would say that they're typically a little more low-key a lot of the times you know i mean mine was super fun i ended up going to newport with some of my girlfriends they were my bridesmaids we had a great time um but we were trying to go to the beach. We went to breakfast, we went shopping, and then we went out one or two nights and that was super fun. But we were going out to dance and being with, be with each other, you know? I mean, as you, you should be there with your girlfriends anyway, but it wasn't like heavy drinking and going crazy for a couple of days. It was, honestly, we had a, we like quote unquote drank heavily one night, which was not heavy at all. We we're just lightweights at this point in our lives. And, um, we were pretty hungover the next morning. See, that's so. pretty different. Cause like, so my bachelor party and even the bachelor party I just went to, we kind of just like drank for two and a half days straight or <sighs> two days straight. It was yeah, pretty Yeah. I don't know how you did it. I honestly so, would die. So the difference, the bachelor party I went to this weekend, they did something pretty smart, which was they broke up the drinking with guns. So they hired someone to bring some clay pigeons and we were shooting shotguns at them and that you weren't allowed to drink. So they planned that for like noon. So we weren't allowed to drink in the morning. We shot from like 12 to 2, ate some lunch, you know, played some football, some yard games, and then we started drinking again, which was really, really pretty wise because at my bachelor party, my brother and my friends, we had a day of hiking, which was nice. And, uh, but that was a day before everyone got there. So it was like a smaller crew of guys just going hiking. But the days everyone were there, they planned beer Olympics. So it was, we drank all night, partied and hung out, woke up the next day. My brother, my friends tell the story and they think it's hilarious. My brother looks at everybody and says, does anyone want a mimosa? And he counted in a dozen people and said, all right, cool. Pours them and he goes, oh, I don't have any orange juice. So he hands everyone <laughs> champagne. And my friends <laughs> recount that story to me, and they go, yeah, you, most is normal the next morning, but, like, a glass of champagne, it's like, I probably would have said no if I knew it was just that. But he already poured it, so I couldn't say no. Well, it's funny, because mimosa automatically makes it kosher, but it's really, like, three little drops of orange juice in there just to taint the Prosecco or champagne a little orange. Yeah. But, but yeah, funny. so I guess, like, a difference right there, it straight up was a heavy drinking weekend every time versus it was pretty light we had a couple drinks had a good time and then uh yeah we went out but we were just hanging out with each other right. dancing and stuff okay so i guess what's up with the dicks at a oh. bachelorette <laughs> party like why do they always like have straws and balloons and everything like i like i understand it but like to do like women want those there like is it like oh it's not a bachelorette party till the wieners come out like i think that's kind of the point of it i'll be honest i mean when else are you gonna have like 
penis straws and I don't know whatever. Why have them in the first place? Whatever. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know who started it. It's the whole like. No one had boob pillows at my bachelor party. (laughs) Well, maybe not your bachelor party, (laughs) but it's like last dick for life. So I I don't know. It's just a thing, and you do it because like there's really nothing else inappropriate you're doing at a bachelorette party besides like taking a picture of yourself drinking from a penis straw, and that's that's kind of it. But that's you know that makes it a little more fun and like the full disclosure is Kate had a bachelorette party at our home and I was going around and I was cutting a lawn. This was bachelorette party one. So I was going around cutting a lawn and, uh, you know, as you do, you clean up the sticks beforehand and not jump up the mower. And I found, uh, dick straws (laughs) by our fire pit. And I was like, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. We might've left a few of those there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Those are just part of it. That just makes it more fun. Because, I mean, we're not, we're not looking for real ones, so we'll just we'll settle for the straws, you know? Um, all right, what else? Um, okay, so what would you say? Um, I know you personally aren't into the strippers or like necessarily going out. You just want to have a good night with your buddies. What if there's a group of guys that they do want to go out and they want to have, like, a great time partying it up and this and that? Like, are your thoughts okay, they just want to have a good time partying it up? Or are your thoughts like, well, they probably want to dance with some girls and do other stuff as their last night? I guess my perspective on that is, uh, it's like a, a little nuance. It's like, I've had friends who have gone on golfing trips. I've had friends who have planned sporting trips, as in they go to New York City, they go out to a bar, and then they go see a Yankee game. And, and, and I've had friends who do what I did. And it's just, that's where my last weekend was, where we just go into a house in the woods and mm-hmm. it's a big Airbnb and you got a bunch of guys having a big sleepover, drinking and playing lawn games. So if you want to go out to the club or to Vegas or to wherever, maybe you just like to gamble or you just like that environment. I went to college and spent my formative years in a a rural state school. So like it was like wide open and it wasn't like a city where your partying was in a clubby environment. So that's why we're used to, like me and my friends are more used to this like lower key partying. So you would say it's something that they're just, that's their form of a good time yes. more so than elsewise. You wouldn't, you wouldn't I wouldn't think... draw suspect to it at all. Okay. Cause like, like I said, so a fond memories of partying with my friends was like in college, we all rented a big house for instance. And like, it wasn't like there was girls over all the time or anything. It wasn't like that. It was like, we would just like sit on the couch, watch football all day and drink beers and like, just like make jokes and watch quote movies and say stupid things to each other. And that was like fun. And that's kind of what you try to recreate at your bachelor party. I feel. Cause you those go were do like your bachelor you really times like. when you were single, hanging exactly. out with each other. And that's what you're trying to recreate. So, so my friend, married. A, a good friend of mine who also just got married, had a few guys. There was like eight of them. They went and they rented a house in Vermont and they just did two foursomes for golf, hung out in Vermont in a house. And I don't know what they did at night because like they uh, they like to partake in other things than I do. But substances would, we'll talk about. Yeah, but they would go <laughs> golf and then go back to the house and hang out golf. And I'm sure they would play. You know, maybe in three days, whatever, 48 holes. So it's just different. Okay. Have you ever, I mean, have you heard of anyone going and 
you know, not being super faithful? Or has that never been a thing you've had to experience? At bachelor parties? Yeah. I've never heard of someone who isn't, I guess, engaged or, like, you know, not single having any wild times like that. Okay. Which, like, maybe it's the crowd I run in or something, but I've heard of other people who, like, single dudes hooking up with girls at a bachelor party. And, like, that kind of makes sense. Like I said before, if you hook up yeah, with another sure. bachelorette party. Then, I mean, I would assume most people don't have any problem with that. Yeah. It's always just the the thought in the back of, you know, the girl's mind is, so, um, there's going to be all these girls there. What are they going to be doing? This is their last hurrah. Are they going to be hooking up? Are they going to be looking to hook up? I wonder if Snapchat, or? how you can, like, track location. I wonder if there'll be a feature where it's, like, you know, you can see who's around you soon and stuff. And, like, maybe you can see, oh, that's not the Airbnb they said they were staying at. Where are they? <laughs> well, you can also share your location on your phone. So, you know. Yeah. I think, what do you think about that? If, if, if you were to ask me to share my location before I went out, I feel like that'd be a little suspect. If I asked you? Or if you asked, whatever, yeah. If we were trying to share... Get each other's location. Uh, I guess not either. Like, if you're going out in, like, the city. If I was going out, like. I would want to know where you are just to, like, for safety purposes. Yes, I mean, we've never really had to do that, honestly. I don't share my location with anyone unless I'm, like, actually concerned for my own safety. Other than that, I mean, it takes a lot of data, so I just don't. But (laughs) I really don't have a need for someone to, like, watch me wherever I am. I mean, except, you know, on our first date. When I was a little concerned that I could have been meeting up with we'll like a serial about killer. Episode. But um, yeah, no, I mean, people that have to watch where their significant other is at all times, I think I think that's a little. I don't know. I do think though. So where's the trust? If there is any time to a bachelor party, might be the time. And I'm not saying that from experience. I'm not saying that. It's just I think the 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 air that it takes on, like the 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 myth behind the bachelor party I guess so. might inspire yeah. some extra debauchery, for instance. Probably. Yeah. Probably. I'm, unless you're, you know, hanging out with a bunch of dudes in the middle of the woods, then I'm I'm not super concerned. Honestly, wouldn't be have been concerned no matter what you did. But, um, all right, well, that's good. That clears it up. So, for the most part, you'd say people getting married aren't super worried about... Yeah, even if they want to go to the club or something, I don't think it's a, it's a a problem if men are going out to the club and stuff. Like, you know, you don't always hear like, I just want to dance from guys. But like, <laughs> you know, it could just well, be so a that, fond that's memory. That's the thing that's like a little different. It's like girls do go out and they really just want to like dance to the music and sing and have a good time. I would say that's that's where it gets a little more suspect. But yeah, I don't I don't think you should be anyone should be worried about uh going and with men going to like the club or something like that all right so the stigma behind bachelor parties is pretty much cut at this point it's really not as big of a deal as people like to make it yeah i, I really don't or your coworkers, so. for instance yeah I, I don't get it like what was dudes deals back in the day like were they just that repressed that they were like one more time. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> well, there wasn't any Tinder back in the days to go and just meet all these ladies, so. I guess. I don't really know. You might hear a pop here. I'm uh, going for glass two. Oh, he's filling up. Yeah. Sounds good. So, bachelorette parties, you said are more tame. I would say typically. We're not trying to 
look for any dudes really ever honestly if we're going out with each other we really just want to be with each other and that's when we have someone in the group someone you know a guy starts coming up to us most of the time one of the girls is going to shut them down as quickly as possible and then we move and we go somewhere else did you get bought a lot of drinks by anyone oh i did get bought some drinks that was actually pretty cool however the one i remember really getting a drink from was this other guy and he uh turns to me because i was wearing um you know a Bride to be sash. Bride to be sash, exactly. And my friends got me that for a hiking trip. And, oh yeah, you looked good. In got that. a lot of a lot of laughs from different <laughs> people hiking. Well, I got a lot of free drinks from that. But the one guy looks at me and he's like, "Oh, you're getting married?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Let me buy you a drink." And I was like, "Well, that's really nice. Like, cool. This thing works." And then he's like, "I just got married three weeks ago." And I was like, "Oh, that's really funny." So this guy that just got married, I was like, "Where's your wife?" And he goes, "Oh, she's over at that table right there." And I like turn, I see her, and she like waves off, waves at us. And I was like, "Oh, that's actually really cute." So um, I was like, well, you already bought your drink. Otherwise, I would have bought yours. But congratulations. And it's then funny how drink. nice people who, like, we went on our honeymoon and I wore a hat and she wore a hat that said Mr. and Mrs. And someone brought bought our beers at this brewery we were at and was talking to me for a few minutes. Like, oh, you're a newlywed. That's so cool. And, and I was like, why? People are really nice to newlyweds. Like, that's It's funny cool. because, like, I have seen you know, bachelorette parties before and stuff like that. And I like never really bat an eye at it. I just think like, oh, that's cool. Like whatever, another one. But now that we're married, I'm, if I see other ones like that, I like get so excited for them. And I'm like, oh my God, like maybe I'll go buy them a drink or something, you know, depending where we are. So it, it must be like a, I feel like it's more so a, you've been through it all and you're here to support kind of deal. <laughs> yeah. It's like you've been in the war together. You yeah you you've, you've been through the shit. stress you know the planning and uh, all the other stuff and it's also exciting so it's like you can understand it more for them you know whereas if you're younger and not really into that phase of your life you're just like okay it's another one but then once you're through it you're, it's it's more of an exciting time for everyone yeah so we have uh, some pretty good friends who got married one week after us and uh, I spoke to one of them recently and I was like we need to have a Zoom wine bitch session where we just like vent about how stressful wedding planning was and how grateful we are it's over how nice the day was but and she was on the other line she's like yes I totally agree (laughs) (laughs) so yeah once you do it you kind of get it yeah you get it entirely I never would have understood it before but um it's for sure the stress of it can get to you so along with the bachelor and bachelorette party they usually see you hear bridal showers engagement parties uh, Jack and Jill's and the Stags. You had two bridal showers, Kate, right? I did, yeah. With the whole COVID thing, we weren't sure if we could have one big one who could accommodate that and all that stuff. So we did kind of like my side, our my side of the family, and then your side of the family. Your mother threw one, my mother threw one. So that was really nice. It was a lot of planning for both of them because unfortunately they were planning it separately instead of together. But they got some help on both ends, which was good. So I remember when you were doing that. There was a little uh, debate about whether you should have a registry or not. What do you think at the end of the day, if you could do it again? Do you think a registry was the right idea? Or do you think uh, it's just uh, do some cash gifts, ask for those, or what? So honestly, so the reason why I had said I didn't want a registry is because Zach and I already have a house. And it's not like a huge house, so we don't have a lot of room for storage, things like that. And I had thought... We have everything we need. Like the point of a registry in my mind was for a couple who was 
who was going to buy a house and then they needed things for the house. Um, we didn't need too much. However, my mother had told me that, well, people want to give you a gift. They want to know that you're going to, they're going to buy you something you're going to use and really enjoy and this and that. So she strongly suggested just make a little bit of a registry just for the bridal shower. You don't need to do it for the wedding. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll do something. And when I was looking online, you know, at first I had looked at Target for a registry and they just have such a vast amount of stuff. I got overwhelmed and I was like, I don't even know what I would want. Like, I don't want just random junk. And then I ended up looking at um, Zola and they have just a, a curated collection essentially from all different places like Crate and Barrel and wherever else. And you literally, it's funny, it's like Tinder. You swipe through products that you see and you can, you know, click add to registry or swipe it away and go to the next one. And so we ended up, well, I ended up putting things on there that I wouldn't have normally bought for us or we wouldn't have bought because they were a little bit more expensive or maybe we didn't need them at the time. And so we bought, like, we upgraded things. We bought dish sets that we need or we bought stuff that we're going to need in other places. You mean, well, she means we registered for the Registered. And, and stuff. then people yeah. gifted them us. Yes, yes, exactly. So, um, yeah, I think it was the right move afterwards because we might not have upgraded our own stuff and just would have been like, okay, whatever, that's fine. But we got really beautiful things from some people that we would have otherwise probably not have purchased. And honestly, like even regarding like gifts for the bridal shower and like even the wedding gifts and stuff, you don't do it for gifts. So like if you're like not sure or not comfortable what to give someone, just give them a card. Make make sure you give them a card. And that's I, that's I all you honestly need. The best thing was writing a message in the card. Yeah, that's what made the, the best yeah. thing. So if you're like unsure of what kind of gift to give and if you know maybe you're not in the spot to give something like cash or whatever or else. Cash or a, a card with a nice little message in it is honestly like the next day after our wedding we were reading the card two days later. Yeah. We, we read reading, every single card. And like the ones that like really stick in our brains are ones where like people wrote something nice in it and like I couldn't tell you what anyone really gave us, but I could tell you like who gave a fun card. Yeah, the cards were great. Like picking out a like a really either funky cards, funny cards, nice cards, and then having a little personalized message in it was really sweet. Yeah. I liked that a lot. Also, to to some of the gifts that um that were given at the bridal shower, it is really nice to use the gifts and think of the person that gave it to us. And I, it's kind of the point. They obviously want that. But I would say every time we use something from somebody, I definitely think of who gave it to us and I like appreciate it more. Yeah, we have this uh, new Nutribullet. Thanks, Brittany. Yeah. And uh, Kate is a big shake maker in the morning. Yeah, a big smoothie fan now. So every time I hear that thing go off, I, I think uh, thanks, thanks a lot. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks a lot, Brittany. Appreciate it. <laughs> Hence, you know, these, these champagne flutes too. With Maria, yeah. And we've got a bunch of other stuff that we are actually – using a lot of and I always think of the person who gave it to us and it kind of warms my heart a little bit like our food processor that my mother had gifted us or the pizza oven that your mother your family gifted us and every time we use it I always think of them and think wow this was so nice of them and it just makes the whole idea and using of it so much better I think so that covers the bridal shower I had a stag uh, which is like a big fundraiser tailgate for the groom. And what it is, is that, you know, the uh, usually it's like the bridal party will throw some money together, rent a hall, get some food catered, buy a couple kegs, and then 
get the get a raffle together. They set up yard games and then sell tickets. You spend thirty bucks, you get in, you get all the boo, boo beer and food you want. Go ahead and play some games, play some horseshoes, cornhole, whatever. And uh, I like that because once again, it was just like time hanging out, having a good time, and like obviously, like I said, it's a fundraiser for the for the groom, which goes back to help pay for the wedding. The counter to that is like a Jack and Jill, which we we stayed away from. I think it was the right idea to stay away from it because obviously, once again, with COVID, but also like, I don't know. I mean, you had a bridal shower. I had a stag. Like we had a one for one as opposed to like mixing them. And like, I've heard mixed reviews on Jack and Jill's. Have you ever been to one? I honestly haven't. Um, I was invited to one that I wasn't able to go to. I think they're probably just as fun in different ways. It just depends on the couple and what they want to do. And also I would say it depends on the families. So like your dad was super excited to plan this stag. I mean, he's been to so many to support friends and family. And so now it was his turn again after, you know, you had your older brother, but now for you years later, he gets to throw this whole stag and he got to plan everything. And that was fun for him. And the same thing with our, my bridal showers, my mother, your mother, they were super excited to like put this thing together and to, you know, oh my God, my mom couldn't stop talking about this and that. And she did a beautiful job. Your mom did such a beautiful job. I think it's as much as it's for us, I think they it's their time because we plan the wedding and the details typically, but this is like a big party that they get to plan and kind of make it their own. I will say us. you're right because my dad, the people who came to my stag, you know, I knew a lot of them. I knew maybe two-thirds of them, we'll say, which is, like, not a whole lot of people coming to a party for me, if you think about it. Yeah, like, true. my dad was hosting. It was his friends from work and from his social activities and stuff. So, like... But coming to support him for him. Yeah, yeah. my family they're coming to. So, I, I guess you're right. And I think a Jack and Jill would be fun. I've never been to one. I, I'd like to experience one. I think it could be a really good time. Uh, yeah, I yeah. just think it's... It's more for if the couple's going to throw it and maybe the parents help out a little bit, but the other parties are more for like, this is the parents' time in the wedding to get in there and throw the kind of party they want for mm. their kid or whoever, their to-be. Yeah, we weren't really, uh, we didn't really have our parents involved too much in planning, I mean, nearly at all in the wedding process, I'll say. Not too much. We did most of that ourselves. Yeah. If, if it wasn't COVID, we would have been able to take our parents to the wedding tasting, but because of COVID, we had to have uh, just us go, which wicked fun wedding tasting. We could talk about that in another episode too. Sure, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I would say it tastes all equally as fun. So... Why don't we pull out that book, our other book here, and we'll do our question of the day. What do we have over there? So our question for the day is, what big steps in your relationship do you remember fondly? Okay, let's see. I mean, we've had a bunch of them at this point. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty much all the way there. So <laughs> I would say um, probably my favorite is when we adopted Pancake. Our first fur child. Our firstborn. Yeah, our firstborn. <laughs> um, really quick on this. I was, I had been looking at pet stores for, yes, pet stores, don't hate on me, um, for a little bit. Our second dog's adopted, just to be clear. Yes, she's rescued, you should say. They're both rescued. adopted. Yeah. Um, but I had gotten my previous dog from this 
this one pet store and she was great. And they have a couple of them in our area. So I had her for 15 years. She passed away. I was devastated. A couple months later, I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to like start looking for another puppy. And I wanted to go back to that because honestly, I was having a hard time looking for breeders. Um, and I, I was having a hard time rescuing any of them just because there weren't that many around at the time for whatever reason. And, um, so I go to this pet store and I, my parents had gone there earlier and they said, Oh, they have some really cute puppies there. You should go take a look. I said, all right. I went after work and Zach and I are we, together in, for what, about a year at this point? At this point, yeah. About a year. And yeah, the town that you worked in, you were just getting out of work and I was with them and I, I don't think I had even no, seen No, your parents weren't even there. Yet. It was just you. It was just me. And, um, I texted Zach and I was like, I need you to come and look at puppies with me. And he was like, well, he loved me a lot. So he's like, okay. And I knew he was starving. So he was just getting out of work, but he like <laughs> stayed there for what, two or three hours. It was Halloween night and I just got out of work at like four or five. He stayed there for hours. And we stayed there till like eight or nine and I was starving to the yeah. point where Kate went across. Kate had me order a grinder from across the street. And I was like, Kate, I gotta take a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so I walked across the street, ate the grinder, came back to play with puppies. Because, I mean, you're, you're picking your dog. It's an agonizing decision. Well, so my main thing that I had said to him was, well, I'm picking up this dog, and I need this dog to like you too because I think we're probably going to be living together with this dog one day, and we have to both like the dog. So then we kind of picked the dog out together, pancake out together. Um I mean, he was like, it's ultimately your decision, but we both like looked at her and loved her and we we're like, all right, well, this, this is it. We'll get her. So yeah. that, that's probably, I, I remember that, that was a big milestone because I knew it was our first step of getting something It was together. the first time I ever picked out a dog too. Like yeah. we always, in my family, like kind of like came across dogs. Like we, we rescued them and adopted them from like wherever, like kind of like one just showed up at my house and my dad like, this is the new dog. Like, all right, cool. Like, <laughs> Uh, so like it was kind of fun to like play with puppies and like talk about it and see their personalities. I I, I like that memory. Yeah, that was a big one for me because I was like, well, he's staying around for a while, so my dog has to like him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And then she used to bring the dog. She wouldn't come over to my house unless the dog could come over. Yeah, no, literally, I'd be like, well, can Pinky come? And he'd be like, if that's the only way you'll come over, yes, because we weren't living together at the time, so you know. <laughs> I wasn't going to leave her. I was obsessed with her. I was like, well, she needs to love you too, so she has to come. I think a memory I liked was our first trip together. Uh, what I'm remembering is our trip to Dallas. Is that Dallas. Okay, I was that, wondering. Was that what you think was our first one? No. What was our I mean, first? it was. Okay, but yeah. Yeah. So our first trip together, we flew to Dallas from Logan in Boston, and uh, I'm like really bad at flying. Like, I get really anxious in the air. I hadn't realized how anxious she didn't know. So, like, we're sitting there buckled in, and I'm, like, fidgety and stuff. And then the the engines turn on, and I'm, like, oh, no. And my heart drops, and my hands tighten, and I squeeze, and I freak out. And Kate's, like, it's okay. It's okay. And the reason I have, like, a fond memory of this is because, like, you were so nice. And, like, you joked. You teased me a lot. And uh, that wasn't very nice of you. But, like... (laughs) You, like, let me, like, break your hand by, like, squeezing it because I was, like, genuinely nervous. I know. I actually felt really bad. I was like, oh, he's not kidding. He's, like, terrified of doing this right yeah. now. Going up is scary. Coming down is scary. But everything in between, of course. Cool. Yeah, like, yeah. 
<laughs> oh, that's sweet. I didn't realize. Yeah, no, that was. It was a fun trip overall. That was a really we fun visited trip. a friend. Uh, there was a little chaos in the airport because we almost missed our flight. Yeah, we literally ran to the farthest terminal possible running. Oh my God. I, ugh, running with luggage is so difficult. Yeah, security almost asked Kate to strip. Yeah, well, I was wearing a, just a zip up sweatshirt and like these sweatpants that had like fake zipper pockets on them. And they they look at me and they're just like, because mm, I'm going off with the metal. And they're like, can you take that off? I was like, no. They're like, no, but really, can you take that? I was like, I have nothing underneath. But you, you, so you can't take it off. It's like, I cannot take this off. And so Zach's taking our stuff and he's like, I'm going to meet you down there. You figure your shit out. Yeah, I just started running <laughs> to the terminal. But yeah, so I would say finding or getting our dog and going on our first trip were our two uh, best Fondest memories of our... First fond memories. Of our big Milestones. Milestones, yes. All right, well, Well, Thank you for coming and listening today, and we'll see you next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.